Hey everybody, this is Random Chatterings episode 28.5. I'm Arlo Rodriguez. And today we're starting our month of Simpsons, yay! During the month of December, we will be looking at five episodes of The Simpsons for every week in December. And we're starting things off with the first episode, Simpsons Roasting on an Open Fire, written by Mimi Pond and directed by David Silverman. Jingle bells, Batman smells, Robin laid an egg. Batmobile lost its wheel, the Joker got away. Hey. At a time when I started watching The Simpsons, I was very young and I was very impressionable. Not the kind of impressionable where if I saw someone wrestling on TV, I would just imitate the move, but impressionable in, in the sense that I would watch The Simpsons, but I wouldn't realize what kind of effect it had on me subconsciously. And, and this is very shameful to admit, for a time, I didn't like watching the old episodes as in season three before that because it looked old and I liked I liked the new episodes because they look cleaner I did I was a, I was a young child I didn't know any better but <laughs> later because it was kind of difficult to catch episodes of The Simpsons except that they were on the local circuit like at, I think even remember I think it was at 6 7 30 and 11 and sometimes I would intentionally betray my parents and and try to stay up late until 11 so I could watch like one that one last episode of The Simpsons but at some point, they actually offered a DVD called Christmas with the Simpsons. And um, this DVD included five episodes, one of which included the Simpsons roasting on an open fire. And it does astound me how subversive this special is compared to many other Christmas specials of its time. There's a lot of, I mean, almost immediately, the, Bart already knows that there's no Santa. It's the great line of, oh, please, there's only one fat person who, who gives his presents. His name ain't Santa. <laughs> Stuff like that. So there's already no Santa. Just it's just opening up, and then it's just the um the opening music, and it's all like da 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 da, and Homer's already like kind of like driving really quickly to the road, which I don't remember, but I think Miracle on Evergreen Terrace, which is the season nine episode, was on that same DVD set. And if I'm wrong, I apologize. Please don't attack me, dead Homer Society members. I I I I, I can't remember everything off the top of my head, but. Then I remember that the opening are really, really similar because Homer's driving. At, I think in that episode, he's actually driving in Marge's car and he's just like hitting the heater, just saying, stupid heater, don't make me come in there. But then in this opening, it's more like just Homer just just saying, oh my God, we got to hurry because of uh, stuff and things. <laughs> and of course, this this scene has the iconic moment of jingle bells, Batman smells, Robin laid an egg. And over time, I've, I've just noticed how much more I really... At first, I related a lot to Bart because he was just, you know, just a cool dude. And he's, he's skateboard and he's 90s and all that stuff. And then I obviously, the episodes circle around Homer a lot. And this is a very Homer-centric episode because Homer finds out that, that he doesn't get his Christmas bonus from the nuclear power plant. And then Bart gets a tattoo. <laughs> he gets a tattoo in a fantasy he thinks Marge is going to say... Um, Wow, this part this is the best gift that a mother could ever have. And it makes you look so dangerous. <laughs> but because of Bart's rather selfish desire to get a tattoo, even though he paid for it for himself, how, I, which I don't know how much tattoos cost. Maybe they're like 50 bucks. But then, then again, we're talking about 1990s dollars. Like, how much would a tattoo be in those days? If Bart can afford a tattoo, how much would it be? I should look this up. But um, Bart gets the tattoo, and then Marge has to pay, use up the money in the big jar that's hidden in her hair to pay it all off. And then Homer has to do everything he can to save Christmas. And in this case, saving Christmas is make sure everybody gets their shit. 
I just like the episode because there's a lot of really cute moments in it. Just as an animated thing, when I was, however old I was when I saw it the first time, I'm amazed that it kept my attention because it did look old and maybe the only difficult thing about the special and why I, it's still funny though and it's still great, but the lip syncing is just not there, especially in, in a scene when uh, Lisa's talking to Selma, uh, or was it Patty? I don't remember. Maybe. No, it was Patty. She's talking to Patty about how she shouldn't disrespect Homer because he's my framework for what other men are like. And then she says, any knock at him is a knock at me. And this, there's a probably a reason why they don't do this anymore. They have her face at a medium close up and she keeps tilting her head, but it looks like she's just jerking it. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, it's not supposed to be like that. She's trying to say a really uh, insightful speech about her relationship with her father, but it's hard to take it seriously when she keeps jerking around in that animation. This episode's full of many classic moments. One of my favorites is when Homer and Bart go to the dog races because he only gets a $13 paycheck for being a mall Santa. They put all their money on Santa's little helper. And in the second race, <laughs> in the second race, Bart says, I don't believe this, but I think TV has betrayed me. I don't want to wait till our dog finishes. It's just like, <laughs> it's like, it's like 15 seconds of silence. Ah, forget it, let's go. Also imagining how they're already established in The Simpsons as like a ruder type of family. Not necessarily like a terrible example of a family, because in that opening scene when they're going to the elementary school pageant, they're the ones who arrive late and they're the ones that are disrupting people by just walking. But that's a kind of an understandable thing, but they're already kind of establishing all oh, The Simpsons are quite like your regular family. Um, and, and even that's even shown when Marge is writing a letter to someone Lisa has good grades, and Bart, well, we love Bart, and while she's writing this really loving message, Homer's barking at her, <laughs> saying, Marge, where's the extension cord? Oh, for seven, heaven's sakes, Homer, it's, it's <laughs> and stuff like that. So, so they're already, already showing that the Simpsons isn't your typical family, but they're not the fake families, like the ones in, like, Family Matters and the ones in Full House. Like, they're supposed to be a different kind of American family, and... But it is also weird how I, as someone, as a Hispanic um, child, um, not currently Hispanic child, I mean, when I was a Hispanic child, when I saw this show, this type of dysfunction wasn't exactly present in our family. We, there's a different kind of dysfunction, but it was more that I, I wonder if beyond just the fact that it was colorful and it was a little bit ruder than other shows and it just felt like it just kept my attention more than other animated shows that I would watch at the time. That there was something else that I was connecting to that I didn't realize until, you know, until I watched this episode again. And that's only the real flaw that this episode has is just the animation. If the animation was much cleaner and much tighter, the way it would be in season two and season three, this would be an instant classic. But the jokes are just, they establish a lot of characters and the jokes are all, they all work. But there's also some scenes that just feel like very early Simpsons. But scenes that work effectively, like Homer's looking at um, his house and the shitty lights that he sets up there. Not his fault, it's just, it's the Simpsons, nothing works for the Simpsons. And then he looks across and he sees a Flanders house with this really crazy pageantry of lights and a talking Santa and something. And he puts his head down in the next scene and it's a nice long shot of Homer just lowering his head. That's something we would never see in later Simpsons, but it's a really powerful moment for what it is. And, and it says a lot, because there's actually not that much, there's no dialogue, he just goes outside and just thinks, oh, yeah, Christmas, mm, yeah. <laughs> but of course, when 
when Homer realizes, oh my god, the jar is empty, oh my god, we're ruined, Christmas is canceled, no presents for anybody. It always lets us forget that Homer is supposed to be an adult and he's acting like a child. And he even says that in the episode, I'm sorry, Christmas just makes me feel like such a big kid or something. And that's that's really sweet. Even with all the very real situations, the real financial issues that are going on. And the first time, I think in 2009, I think New Super Mario Bros. Wii was a new game. And that was actually the first Christmas that we didn't get anything for Christmas. Or we, I didn't get what I wanted for Christmas. Um, and I didn't take it very well. Uh, I didn't yell at my parents, but it was more like I just was just really disappointed for no real reason. And I'm a little bit ashamed to admit that, but I think that was the feeling I think that Homer was trying to um, avoid. And, and it's something that, especially as a kid, I would, couldn't have known about because every Christmas I got my presents. Um, even if I didn't like it or if I did like it, I got something. And that, that 2009 Christmas was the first time I never I didn't get a present. And that was the first time I had to accept disappointment um not just disappointment but just the reality of you know sometimes your parents just can't afford stuff and you can't you won't get that wii game you wanted and you know maybe there's more important things in life than the wii game maybe what you would really like is that your dad doesn't get drunk on christmas and fuck a prostitute you know that got too real let's close it up <laughs> let's close it up i'm sorry that was too real but like I said, um, Simpsons Roasting on an Open Fire is a very impressive pilot episode. I just watched BoJack Horseman recently, and I know how all the reviews were all over the place for just the first six episodes. So it, I can understand how difficult it must be to establish a tone um, and establish characterization. And they did it perfectly, near perfectly in the first episode. And that has to mean something. And if you um, want to just take a little moment to take a little break from watching other Christmas, the more classic no, I don't mean the classic. The more recognizable Christmas specials like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer or the other ones. Oh, like the Charlie Brown Christmas special. Check this one out. It's actually, it, it, I, you, you would definitely enjoy it. Ozzy and the Straw Like I said, though, this is the month of Simpsons, so next week we'll have our next Simpsons episode, uh, Lisa the Greek. So thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next time.